even in this service this morning. Appreciate Brother Rouse and his family. I want him to come. Uh, Brother Rouse, you don't need to hear this, but I'm going to tell you this. You just come and be yourself. I want Brother Rouse to just, I want no pressure on him at all. Not that he needs to hear this. I just feel to tell this in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want him to obey God in this house. And don't worry about what others may think about it. We're in this for God's business, not man. And I believe God's going to use him here this morning. Let's give Brother Rouse a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit this morning. God bless him. Appreciate you, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I wonder if it's appropriate, would you reach out to somebody close to you, take them by the hand. Amen. Put your hand on their shoulder, whatever's most appropriate. I wonder, would you begin to pray with one another right now? God, I glorify you in this house, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, would you lift your voice all across this sanctuary? God, I glorify you. God, I magnify you, Jesus. God, I thank you for your mercy, for your grace, for your anointing. Come on, I wonder, would somebody lift their voice all across the house of the Lord? God, I thank you for your mercy. God, I thank you for your anointing. God, I thank you for your power that destroys every yoke of bondage. God, I thank you for your anointing that moves and works in our hearts and our lives. God, you are in this house today, God, to move and to work, to heal, to save, to deliver. God, there's nobody like you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I wonder when somebody begin to call on the name of Jesus. Come on, you ought to pray for your neighbor. You ought to pray for your family. You ought to pray for your loved ones. I lift up the name of Jesus over every sickness, over every lie, over every sin, over every fear, over every failure. God, move and work in this house, God, by the mighty power of the Holy Ghost. You are mighty God you are good you are able Jesus come on I wonder would we begin to clap our hands unto the Lord with somebody shouting to God with a voice of triumph oh yes God you're worthy God you're able in this place God you're able in this house God you are so good Jesus hallelujah 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 how many is thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning Amen. I said, how many is thankful to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. So good to see everyone in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. And I believe that somebody can leave here different than the way that they've come this morning. Amen. I know that uh, I've heard from the Lord. Amen. Just the, the great presence of the Lord that we feel in this house. Amen. It's confirmed over and over again this morning. Uh, that exactly what he would like for us to do here in this house. How many wants to hear uh, from the Lord this morning? Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, Romans chapter 5, verse number 20. Romans chapter 5, verse number 20. Amen. I give honor to uh, Pastor Moore and his wife. Amen. Thank him for this opportunity to be here. Don't count it as a light thing, but it is a privilege to be in the house of the Lord Amen, with your wonderful pastor and with your wonderful folks. Amen. 
And uh, I do got to say that Pastor Moore came and preached at the home church Thursday night. And my, my, what a time we had in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Those of you that were there, amen, you know exactly what I'm talking about. God moved and worked in a mighty way. Amen. Blessed our home church and we're thankful for that. Amen. And uh, I do want to say right quick before we move on that uh, for those of you that were there, you noticed in our main sanctuary, you were walking on bare concrete. Amen. And uh, we're just kind of waiting on the funds to be able to do that, to put the carpet down. Amen. Well, yesterday we had a crawfish ball and kind of community-wide invited a lot of folks in the community, kind of like an outreach effort, you know, to have people to come together. And a man that been had moved into the neighborhood, uh, had some business dealings with uh, some people in our church, came and uh, he got the grand tour of the church building. And when he left, he sent my brother-in-law a text message and said, let the church know that we're going to cover the cost of y'all's carpet. Amen. <laughs> don't we serve a mighty good God? I said, don't we serve a mighty, mighty good God? Hallelujah. He's able. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 5, verse 20 says, Moreover, the law entered that the, uh, that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Somebody say grace. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace, somebody say grace, reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across the house of the Lord. Lord Jesus, I come before you right now. God, I admit my dependence upon you. I pray that you would empty me of myself, my own ideas and opinions, and that you would fill me with your holy anointing. God, I thank you for what you're doing in this house. God, I pray that your anointing would destroy every yoke of bondage, that it would lift the heavy burden off the shoulders of your people, God. There is enough power in your name to drive out every spirit of darkness, every spirit of hell that will try to hinder what you want to do in somebody's life today, God. Let there be life and liberty in this place, God. Bind up the broken heart and set every captive soul free, God. Anoint our ears to hear your word, God. And if any good thing would happen in this house this morning, let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands one more time. I wonder what somebody call on the name of Jesus all across this place. Oh, God, you're able to do it, Jesus. You're able to do it in this house, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, you may be seated. Amen, I want to preach to you this morning on this simple thought. More than enough grace. More than enough grace. Amen. Here we find in the book of Romans that Paul is talking to the church there at Rome and uh, he's letting them know, letting them in on some insight about uh, how that sin entered into the world and then how it was by that one man Adam that sin uh, began to get a grip on this world and that uh, as, as Adam failed in the garden and partook of the forbidden fruit and ate thereof and it wasn't long till uh, Adam realized that he had made a mistake and that he had messed up uh, uh, by going against the commandments of God as death entered into the world by sin uh, and that 
uh, from that time forward there would be the toil that would take place and the pain uh, and childbirth and the agony and all the toil that would be uh, taking place upon the earth and also that struggle uh, that would be taking place between the serpent uh, and that one Savior, that one Deliverer that was promised uh, all the way back in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15 uh, when that promise was declared that of the seed of the woman would come a Savior uh, that would bruise, the, that the serpent would bruise his heel uh, but that that Savior would bruise the serpent's head. Uh, all the way back in the very beginning was laid out the plan uh, of this Jesus that would come uh, and Paul said I don't only want to talk to you about Adam's mistakes and Adam's sins uh, and that by one man's, man's sin uh, entered into the world but let me tell you about a man uh, named Jesus uh, and that by his obedience to death uh, and by his obedience to the sacrifice that he had to become uh, of himself and give himself a ransom uh, for all that would believe on him and everyone uh, that would lay themselves aside uh, and look to the cross and say I need deliverance uh, and I need a savior uh, it's by that one man Jesus' obedience to death uh, that we can stand clean and pure uh, and holy uh, by the blood of the lamb uh, can I tell you this morning in the house of the Lord uh, that it's God's will that by his obedience uh, that we can walk in righteousness uh, and newness of life uh, it's by the will of God uh, that we can lay aside every sin uh, and be like Jesus uh, it's the will of God uh, that we lay aside our own selfish ambitions uh, and we find a place of repentance uh, and we find a place where God uh, meets us and works and moves in our lives. Hallelujah. Oh, Paul wants to make it very clear that it's not because you're perfect for all have sinned, he lets us know. That although Adam was the first to sin, he said, all have sinned. And then he goes on to say that Jesus showed his love to us in the 8th verse of the same chapter we just read from. Uh, that how we know he loves us uh, is the fact that he gave his life for us. Uh, that he died for us uh, while we were yet sinners. Uh, he did not die for us uh, because we were perfect uh, and had no need of him. Uh, but he came and bled and died for us uh, because we needed a Savior uh, and we needed needed a deliverer. We could not do it on our own. The blood of bulls and goats was not enough. But Jesus said, I am the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth. It's my job to cover you with my blood. When we look around, Pastor Moore, there's no denying that the world we live in is in bad shape. There's no denying that this world is full of sin. It would not be far-fetched to say that sin abounds. That word abounds means to be plentiful, to be abundant, to be numerous. 
And everywhere you look and in every corner you turn and, and in every avenue of life, it's easy to see and to discover sin. Oh, it's not hiding in the corners somewhere. But everywhere you look, sin flaunts itself and sin rises up and says, I will devour you. Sin rises up and says, I'll take you down roads that you never dreamed you would go down. I'll take you to so many dark places that you did not even know about. Once I get my claws on you and once I have control of your life, I will destroy you. Sin's not trying to be deceitful about what it's doing, but it's trying to destroy your soul. Paul tells us in Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death. Can I tell you this morning that sin is a powerful thing? Oh, but today I've come to preach to you about something greater than sin. Today i come to preach to you about something more mighty and more powerful than sin. Oh, there's sin everywhere you look. But in this room this morning, there's something here greater than sin. And can I tell you the rest of, of that verse that we just read in Romans 6 and 23? It finishes by saying, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Can I tell you that although the wages of sin is death, that does not have to be your choice. That does not have to be the route that you take. For here in the house of the Lord this morning, there is more than enough grace to to cover you and it is the gift of God it is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, our Savior our Deliverer can I tell you that grace is bigger than sin, can I tell you that grace is greater than any fault you might have in your life, the grace of God is bigger than anything that will try to drag you away from the presence of God Paul said that where sin abounded, where sin was numerous and sin was plentiful, oh, there was not a shortage of sin. But Paul also looked around and through the eyes of the Spirit, he said, although it looks bad and although there's sin everywhere, can I tell you, I see something feeling all the void and that is the grace of God that where there was a lot of sin there was a lot more grace and where there was a lot of defeat there was a lot of victory by the power and the grace and the goodness of God where sin was plentiful I looked and I saw grace. And grace was more plentiful than sin. Grace was more abundant than sin. Where it looked like a life would be destroyed. I looked and I saw grace reaching into that broken spirit. Reaching into that broken life. Saying the wages of sin is death. But that does not have to be your destiny. That does not 
not have to be where you're headed. But there is a gift. It is a free gift. And it's called the Holy Ghost. And it's by the grace of God that he's reaching, that he's touching, that he's moving in your spirit today. Can I tell you, God is able to reach in by his grace and deliver. Would you lift your hands all across the house of the Lord right now? Come on, I wonder, would you lift your voice with me right now all across this sanctuary? Oh, God, I need you. We need you in this house. God, we need your mercy and your grace, your anointing. Oh, can I tell you, there is nothing too hard for the Lord to do. There is no sin. There is no failure. There is no insecurity. There is no feeling of worthlessness that God cannot reach in and make a difference in your life. It doesn't matter how beat down the devil has made you. It doesn't matter how you feel on the inside. You might feel hopeless. But can I tell you that there is hope in this house. There is grace in this house to do a work in your life. I know it looks bad. But look again and see the grace of God in your life. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5. It says, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Dropping down to the 8th verse of that same chapter. It says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And I tell you that grace is the greatest gift that has ever been given. God looking down on you and saying, I see something in you that I can salvage. And while I was dead in my sins, Grace reached into my grave and pulled me out. Grace reached down to where I was and said, I know you feel dead, but I can breathe life into you. I know you feel hopeless, but I can call you out and I can give you a new name, a name of victory and a name of deliverance. Paul said, I want you to understand that the work that God's doing in your life is not because you're good enough and not because you can do it on your own. It's not of yourselves, but it is the gift of God. Oh, can I tell you, if anybody can save you, it's Jesus. If anybody can call you out of that spiritual grave that you're residing in, it is the grace of Jesus. It is the hand of God that reaches in and says, I've got more than enough grace to cover you. I've got more than enough grace to deliver you. I've got more than enough forgiveness to cover every wrong that you've 
ever done to wash you in my mighty blood and to cast your sins into that sea of forgetfulness where I'll never remember them again. And I tell you this morning, grace is in this place. Grace is in this house to touch your mind and to touch your soul. I come to let you know there's more than enough grace to deliver you. There's more than enough grace to call you out. How much does it cost, preacher? Can I tell you, grace is a gift from God. Grace is a gift from God. Oh, you don't know what else got me bound up in my spirit, preacher. Can I tell you, no matter how bad it looks, there's more than enough grace. There's more than enough grace. Oh, you don't understand the roads that I've walked down, preacher. Can I tell you there's more than enough grace in the house of the Lord this morning where your sin looks like it's got you outnumbered and it looks like there's no hope. Oh, who can defeat this great host and this great army of sin? Hey, look out. Here comes the grace of God. When it looked like it was all over, look out. Here comes the mercy of God to move in your life. When I feel dry and empty, look out the wind of grace is blowing in your life. It's moving in this house. Genesis chapter 6 verse 5 says, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air for it repenteth me that I have made them. God has made up his mind. Man is wicked. His thoughts are wicked. All he can think about is evil. There is no more thought of me left in the earth. I am sorry that I ever made this creation. I'm sorry that I ever made man in my likeness and in my own image. It made God feel bad. It made God feel fear and regret. It made God feel ashamed that he had ever made man. Should it repents me that I've ever made this man. But as God observed all the wickedness, and his hand is getting ready to destroy. Verse 8 tells us, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. As God was getting ready to bring judgment upon the earth, something stayed his hand. And it was grace. Because God said, I made up my mind. 
I'm about to destroy what I have created. But no, but one man, but one man was doing something that pleased God. And the hand of God stayed still. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Can I tell you that it was this grace that held back the judgment of God? It was this grace that stopped God from acting immediately. But grace gave Noah a space to prepare himself an ark of deliverance, an ark of safety. And not only did grace give Noah an extended period of time, but grace also gave Noah a plan. It said, this is how I want you to build the ark. This is how long I want it. This is how wide I want it. This is how tall I want it. This is how many doors I want in it. This is how many windows I want in it. This is how many levels I want in it. Make it three stories high. And can I tell you in the house of the Lord this morning, just like Noah's ark only had one door, there's still only one door to safety today. And that is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the door. You gotta come in at the door. If you want to be saved, grace has given you a plan. And it's an open door. Jesus is an open door presented to you by grace. <laughs> Can I tell you that if you want to get in, you got to come by way of the door. You can't climb up just any old way. You can't get in just any old way. But it's got to be by the grace of Jesus. It's got to be by the plan of God. Hey, build it three stories tall. I need some room for repentance. And I need some room for baptism. And I need some room for the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you, you've got to repent of your sins. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. And you've got to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Without His Spirit, you are none of His. My wife would make her way to the music. Can I tell you, grace doesn't just find you where you are. To leave you there. But grace says, I've got a plan to get you from where you are to where I want you to be. Would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord? Come on, let's lift our voices together all across this sanctuary. Can I tell you that in this house this morning, there's more than enough grace. 1 Peter 3 and 20 says, With some time were disobedient, when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. Peter said, God waited. 
He was long suffering. As long as Noah was still working on that ark. Because Noah had found grace in the eyes of God. You know, Pastor Moore, I was praying and I was thinking this morning. And I don't know, this might not even have been possible, but in my mind I was just thinking. During that space of long-suffering grace of God, could it have been possible that if the whole earth had done like Nineveh done, decided, hey, God's angry with me. I don't want God to destroy me. I wonder if maybe we would be reading something a little bit different. That during that long-suffering period, during that time when grace held back the hand of God, could there have been more than eight? more than enough grace more than enough grace more than enough. wait hold up hold back my judgment just a little bit there's somebody that they found grace in my eyes they found grace in my sight I tell you, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for the grace of God. Oh, can I tell you, that same water that washed away the wickedness of the world, that same water that washed away wickedness and that filthy flesh that didn't want to live for God and that filthy flesh that didn't want to submit to God, the water washed all of that away. But that same water that washed that away was what saved Noah and his family. That water that destroyed all the sin and filth and junk and corruption lifted Noah up above all of that. Above all the destruction, there arose Noah by grace out of the water and out of the ruin. There was a man and his family that were saved. And can I tell you that same water that washed away my sins when I was baptized in the name of Jesus is a very essential part of my salvation. That water that washed away the junk that polluted my mind is a part of my salvation. Psalm 106 and 1 says, Praise you the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endure forever. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise His name. Praise His name, for He is good. <laughs> Look at the world, it looks bad. 
But then I look at the grace of God and I'm reminded that where sin abounds, there's more than enough grace to cover. More than enough grace. More than enough forgiveness. More than enough to right every wrong that you've ever committed. Peter chapter 3 verse 3 says knowing this first there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying where is the promises of of his coming pastor Moore you preached about it for years and it hasn't happened yet brother Ford you preached about it for years where is the promise of his coming There's going to be people that mock. Say, my grandfather preached that. I heard that when I was a little kid and it still hadn't happened yet. But since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. <laughs> but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved under fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Peter said, I want to, I want to make something clear. I want to let you know beyond a shadow of a doubt That same word that said it's going to rain sent the rain. That same word that said the earth is going to be destroyed. That same word came to pass. And that same word has spoken and said that this time the earth is going to be destroyed by fire. This time the earth is going to be overcome and consumed by fire. to remember. It'll do you good to take heed. (laughs) Beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. And right in the middle of all this, Peter said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slightness, but is long suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. <laughs> Lord, you talked about it. Why ain't you doing it? Because I haven't forgotten that I'm going to destroy the world. But right now I'm being long suffering because it's not my will that any should perish but that everybody would find a place of repentance that everybody would get down on their knees and bury their face and say God 
God, I refuse to leave the same way I came. God, I'm repenting of every sin. I'm repenting of every wrong. There's more than enough grace to cover you. There's more than enough grace to wash you. If you're here this morning and you have yet to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you ought to pour your heart out today. You ought to pray like you've never prayed before and say, while there's still grace, I'm going to pray. And while the Lord's still lingering, I'm going to pray. For in this house, there's more than enough grace. What about tomorrow, preacher? I can't tell you. But today... But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up but right now the hand of God waits the hand of God waits for somebody to seek his face now the hand of God is held back for somebody to seek his face and to say God I know my life's a mess but I heard about something called grace and grace has given me a way of escape grace has said I can repent of my sins grace has told me I can be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins Grace has told me I can be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh, right now, while I'm still able, I will cry unto the Lord. Come on, church. I wonder, would you pray right now all across this house? Come on, I beseech you. I beg you, man, woman, child. I beg you if you have yet to repent of your sins. God is waiting for you to repent. God doesn't want to destroy you. He's not happy about destruction. But he wants you to make things right. It wouldn't matter to me if I'm supposed to be living for God for 20 years. If I knew something was wrong in my life, I'd make it right right now. Come on, if I knew I was holding on to something that wasn't pleasing to God, I'd make it right right now. The time of putting on a good face is over. The time of going through the motions is over. But right now, there's grace. Come on, you ought to pray like you've never prayed before. You want to seek the face of God like never before. Come on, as my wife begins to sing, I'm going to pray that the Holy Ghost will sweep in this house, that the Holy Ghost will touch your mind.
is open. What a glorious fountain.
What a beautiful presence of the Lord and a visitation in this house this morning. A message, no doubt. The heart of God, the mind of God has been preached to us here today. All of us are products of that amazing grace, Jesus Christ. But I don't want to just enter the race. It's that same amazing grace that's going to help us to finish this race. He that endures to the end. Thank God for it. No doubt, I'm sure Noah had to fight off the spirit of discouragement. I believe that's one of the most powerful spirits that we're living and warring against today is the spirit of discouragement. Of regret. Of wishing we'd done this. Of wishing we'd have done that. And been different here and different there. But it's that amazing grace that just shows up and keeps working. When there's times in our own personal lives that uh, the great master could have, could have. But as he told that lady that day, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save it. Amen. And I know, you know, he gave this heavenly treasure in earthen vessels. And, uh, you know, we just hadn't reached that perfection in these earthen vessels. Hallelujah. If you have, you just let me know. Tell me the secret. Hallelujah. Now, it's, it's going to fail you at times. It's going to come up short. That's the reason we have an advocate with the Father. That's the reason writer said. Amen. Thank God for Jesus Christ this morning. And thank God for that amazing grace. I mean, did you catch part where he talked about rooms rooms space time and area the New Testament writer said that Noah that God long suffering waited Noah 120 years a preacher of righteousness he preached to him he didn't only just build the ark but he preached to him amen so let's do the same Let's hold on to righteousness. Let's keep on marching in this great, marvelous grace that pulls us out of the pitfalls of life, that pulls us out of the miry clay, that pulls us out of mistakes and bad choices. And Amen. Thank God for this grace. My, my, my. This same grace. Yes.
right that's right folks we got to understand the uh, the power of drugs that alters and it alters you into a place and I'm gonna tell you something this is not just illegal drugs okay we'd be shocked <laughs> we'd be shocked the prescriptions is given this day and time and I'm still I'm still telling you and I'm, I'm a nobody but we don't know what's in them bottles and what's in them shots. I'm not even sure if our government knows. They might think they do. I'm still telling you, I'm still blown to the fact at this particular station that I heard that, that some 90% of our antibiotics and all come from China. That blows my mind. So we don't know what's in them bottles. But we know how the devil will work. He's a thief. Now watch this. The strong man has to be bound first before his house can be broken up. What's got to be bound? Because the battle's in the mind. It's in the skull. And that's the best method the devil's got to attack your mind. And alter it to believe in his lies, in his direction. We're going to bind with her in prayer, in your time of prayer. Let's pray. Let's pray against this. We, we see the effect in our community. Well, the Spirit is building a church right down there in the, right in the midst of God. I remember when he first talked to me about it. Amen. And, and that's some of the torment and battles they're having to deal with. And loved ones and friends and neighbors. In fact, he had a lady walked up to us after service and was leaving. And apparently some of her kinfolks had overdosed. I could hang some name because some of y'all might know her. So I'm just going to leave that alone. But, uh, but God knows. God knows. And God will help us. And it's this amazing grace that can pull them out. Pull them out. And so you and I need to walk in that grace. Walk in that grace. Because it's by that grace that you and I don't get caught up in it. Because this old body is inclined. It's not exempt from it. Okay? Y'all have heard the stories as well as I have. From certain wrecks and pains and things of that nature. And pain will drive you in places you would normally go. To, find, to try to find some relief. So let's pray. Let's pray. God's working, folks. God's working right here. So let's take this dream. and this on our hearts. And for this individual. God's mercy and grace. And God help us, help us to respond with that. You know, that's the same way with love. The greatest way to show that love and God's love is through us. It's how I love my brothers and sisters and my enemy. God carries it further than just loving them that love us. Come on, he, he talked about the world. Ain't no big deal to love them that love me. The big deal is loving them that hates me and despise me and misuse me. There's the big deal. That's the true love of God. That's what brings revival. That's what pulls them out. Let's do it. Okay. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. What a move of God in this house today.
Praise God. Let's pray. Pray much. Pray. Pray for the church. Let's pray for the family of this church. But please help me pray for the families of this community. God knows who's out there and who really wants to be brought out. And God wants to lead us to them. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.